This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And Jim, here's a chance to say, I told you so. You called this. Mm-hmm. Um, months ago, you started to dabble in the online sports gambling world. Yeah, yeah. I got into the old DraftKings. They were running advertisements on the station for a bit. I said, why don't I try this? I've always wanted to get into gambling. <laughs> and I really have. Uh, but it reminded me when I was looking at all the crazy sports you could bet on, like Ultimate Frisbee and Cornhole and any crazy sport that you could possibly gamble on. It reminded me of a story that my buddy who played pretty high-level soccer, not professional, but they would go to national tournaments and they found out that you could bet on those games. But the bets were coming from overseas. And the reason was because they would pay guys in Canada to take a dive or purposely lose a game to make a bunch of money on the back end of the gambling. But so it's, guy it's from not like, the top tier no. league, soccer league by any means. These lower level leagues where the guys aren't making a lot of money. But they're still streamed online. Right, it's a very obscure stream, but you can find them streamed online, so you can watch them overseas. Because if you think about it, you know, you try to you know uh, bribe somebody in the MLS or you know the Premier League, they're making a ton of money. They got a yeah. whole future ahead of them. They're not going to make that risk. NBA, NHL, they're making millions of dollars already. But yeah, when nobody's really making that much money, there's not a huge career ahead of them. Those are the guys you can corrupt. Those are the people that you can uh, get to take a dive for you. Well, so look. I assumed that it was cornhole. I was like, these guys, because I've seen it played live. Well, look at this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is professional cornhole being ruined by Baggate? Is the headline. Apparently, you get to bring your own bags when you play cornhole. And that's, yeah, sure. Why not? You bring your own clubs when you're playing golf. That's the root of the problem because there is uh, there's nobody inspecting the bags before they're tossed. You'd think. <laughs> At the top tier of cornhole playing, which if you're not familiar familiar with, with what cornhole is, you've seen the backyard game. There's a board with a hole in it, and you throw the beanbags and try and get it in the hole. Mm-hmm. It's not rocket science. There's two major competitive bodies, the American Cornhole League and the American Cornhole Organization. In the ACO, your bag has to be filled with plastic resin beads. In the ACL, the filling can be anything that doesn't damage or create residue on the board. Now, the other issue is that bags get broken in the more you use them, but apparently there's players who are using fabric softener on their bags (laughs) to soften them up before matches. This doesn't sound like cheating, though. This just sounds like you're doing what you got to do to win. If there's no rule in the books and you're following it, this is fair game. Yeah, well, they, that, they're... It's like deflate gate. There's people calling for... There was a rule on the books. Was there? Against de- deflating your football? Yes, that's why it was such oh, a yeah, scandal. Oh, yeah, because they skipped a guy and they never... Yeah, yeah, okay, they just weren't measuring them. Yeah, okay, yeah. never mind. Uh, but this one, there are now cornhole players who are calling for the bags to be inspected. They need a bag inspector <laughs> before each match to make sure that everyone's on an even even playing field. Hmm. I mean, as the sport grows, they are going to have to come to a compromise, and both the big leagues are going to have to just whatever the whatever they wherever they meet in the middle uh-huh. seems like it'd be fine. Yeah, they're saying that there's a lot of pressure from bag manufacturers, bean bag manufacturers, who are uh, trying to get their bags used by the professionals. So it's kind of the wild west right now when it comes to bags. 
which is one of the reasons they're not inspecting them as often as they should be. Hmm. And I want so it must be other players complaining. Figure it out. Come to a rule, make it the rule, and let it happen. What would you think that a professional cornhole player would make a year? At the, the top of the game, I would guess thirty thousand dollars through sponsorships. The highest paid cornholer is a guy whose last name's Henderson. He apparently made two hundred fifty thousand dollars last season. That a boy. But the average top player would make around sixty thousand dollars U.S. Hmm. a season. How are these guys making more than CFL players? <laughs> Again, it's one guy is making the crazy money. He's but like sixty thousand is like a Gretzky CFL of cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> but sixty thousand is is like what yes. a lower tier CFL yeah. player gets paid. Yeah. Well, that's why you're so susceptible to bribery by <laughs> big bag, right? <laughs> the manufacturers come to you. They're like, use our bags. Hmm. Who knows what they filled them with? You're gonna say yes. Yeah, I'm gonna defend these corn player, these corn cornhole players. They're not making the things. That, they're just stretching. They're stretching the rules. They're not breaking them, in my right. opinion. So this isn't the scandal that you were no, thinking it would be. It's not. I think the, the the game has not been tarnished. I think all these players are still honorable, and I'm very happy to hear this. Not tainted yet. Not one bit. No taint. No all no. Bag. Long live cornhole. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim plays rec soccer on a team called Great Wall FC. He's the only non-Chinese Canadian on the team. Opportunity for us to learn Mandarin with Jim, and that's what we've been doing all summer long. How we doing, Jim? Uh, how was the game on the weekend? Not great. Didn't win. Rainy. Sucks when you lose and it's been raining the entire game. It's a real gut check. Yeah, you're like, we could have just forfeited. And, and been dry. And same result. Yeah, yeah. It was the last game of our season. Playoffs next Sunday, so it's crunch Woo. time here, boys. Here we are, Great Wall FC. Uh, rainy Sunday morning, but it didn't go our way. one nothing. Uh, I'm standing here with our fearless leader, James. Playoffs start next week. What's our strategy going in? We're near the bottom of the table. We overall, like I can see, the last couple of games uh, on the up. Like, a, like a, we're moving up, kind of say, the team play together. A couple of unlucky bounce or whatever things happen. A couple bad calls. <laughs> but anyway, um, I would say is that today, without like a gym mentioning something, I want to say something. It's just a Chinese word. It's called Zhong Zhi Chen Chen. Zhong Zhi Chen Chen. Yeah. So the idea is to kind of say everybody going to play together, work together, try to get a win. That's the word. Zhong Zhi Chen Chen. Yeah, yeah, close enough. Hey, hey there we go. Zhong we will win the game. Yeah. In the playoffs. They're getting harder. What's this one? Chong Chin Chen Chen. Chong Chi Chen Chen. Yeah, yeah, you really got hit the Chi Chi. I added it out me like Messing it up a few times, but you gotta like give it that. Have you, have you been uh, you've been messing these up and you've been cutting that out to make it look like you're awesome at speaking Mandarin? No, I'm just trying to keep them short and efficient. But I, why did I sound awesome? <laughs> That's good. That's a good yeah. rally cry, though. We should do that before we start the show every day. Yeah, work together as a team to win. Yeah, strong. Yeah. I have a good feeling. I think you guys are going to go on a tear in the playoffs. I think we are too. I think it'd be so funny because we're we're 
last in the league for sure. Yeah. If I if I, I haven't I don't see Cinderella the story. I just gotta I gotta play big. The thing is, I'm having a party on Saturday with a few people coming over, so like mm. and it's gonna be late, and then Sunday at 9 a.m. is the game. So I gotta like balance having fun. Being hung over and playing net because um, yeah. I got to stand on my head here. Well, you know what they say. What? Chong, G, Chen Chen. <laughs> they do say that. Think about that when you're having your ninth beer on Saturday night, Jim. You can't let the team down. Oh, man. Do we have to cancel the party? <laughs> <laughs> At we'll least see. invite your soccer team Sometimes to the party when you're now. Over, though you play better because you're just, you're thinking yeah. less and you're just playing by instinct. Yeah, let your body take over mm-hmm. instead of using your mind. Yeah, brilliant strategy. I'm sure it'll work out for yeah, you. Yeah. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hilarious moment at the BMW uh, Championship PGA Tour on the weekend. Rory McIlroy is on a green, getting ready to take a shot. Suddenly, this golf ball appears, and it's just zooming around. It's it's headed towards the hole. Rory looks at it, uh, swats it away with his club, and the th- ball turns around and starts zipping back towards the hole again. <laughs> Stops on a dime, <laughs> changes directions. Yeah, and Rory, he's fed up. He grabs the ball and he throws it in the water. This is the best quality audio I could find. It's someone recording their television. Is there a remote control ball there? Remote control golf ball. <laughs> so Rory just threw it in the water. You see a guy that has uh, left the galleries, moved up close to the green. Obviously the guy who was controlling the ball. Crowd starts booing. They're not booing Rory. They're booing this idiot who's interfering with the play. Yeah. I, was he hoping to get a high five from McElroy? Like, oh, I got you. Aren't I smart? Like, do you want to sponsor my new ball invention? I don't know what, what he thought the reaction was going to be when he entered the playing area. Right. Looks like a uh, sheriff or a police officer came and escorted him off the premises after that. I've never seen one of these balls before. Yeah, the guy's a total idiot for doing it, but this thing looks amazing. Honestly, great <laughs> viral marketing effort because it does look like something that would be fun to mess with your friends with. Yeah, up to this point, you've had your exploding golf balls. Yeah. Those are always fun to have in the bag. Yeah, yeah. Putting a snake in the hole. That's a fun prank. Yeah, on a string when they pull the flag out. But a remote control ball, I I looked on Amazon and I found them. App-enabled programmable robot ball $108.46. So he's going to sue McElroy for that? <laughs> that was a perfectly good ball. So you control this thing, your cell phone turns into the joystick, mm-hmm. and you can control the ball on the golf course. Dude, I'm sold. I, I know. Say, I don't want to encourage this behavior. I, I hope this guy who, who pulled the stunt, he's not the owner of the remote control golf ball company because I don't want to support him. Don't want to reward that behavior at His all. His buffoonery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we all need to have a remote control golf ball <laughs> in our bags. You know, mess with your father-in-law or your buddy who takes it a little too seriously. <laughs> Win money? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. You could totally cheat like set up your if you're playing uh, like a pairs and you have one guy controlling it or stopping the ball from going in 
If, yeah. if, you, if you switch your buddy's ball out, oh man, the possibilities are endless. Taz drove the ball 80 yards, but for some reason it rolled yeah. 320. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't go past the ladies' tee, but here we are on the green. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, I saw a movie last night, speaking of thrills, called Beast. Have you heard of this one? No. Beast? No. Idris Elba? So hot right now. <laughs> this, this guy is uh, one of the, the top actors in the world. Uh, the movie was about him and his daughters go to South Africa to visit an old friend who works at a animal reserve. And uh, unfortunately for them, poachers have killed a pride of lions, except they left one lion alive and it's gone off the rails and it's just Uh-oh. trying to kill all the humans. Uh-oh. It's basically Jaws with a lion. <laughs> Where they provoked it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do anything. They, it wasn't their fault. It was the poachers' Damn fault. Damn poachers. <laughs> but jump scares like this, the lion really sneaks up on them a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> and people in the audience were screaming and yelling, including myself. Because mm. this thing, it's the, it's the old, like... I don't know when this started, but it's in the last 30 years where stuff just, there's, it appears out of nowhere. Like if a bus hits somebody, the bus doesn't make any noise in the movie. You don't hear it coming at all. It's just sudden. You see a light coming out the window. Yeah. It just suddenly gets them so quickly. Yeah. It's the worst kind of scare though, unless they're building attention in that moment, like, and it's leading to something. But if it just happens out of nowhere, it just startles you. It's like, it's no different than somebody just clapping in your ear, you know, yelling at the screen. Like, what are you guys doing? Why are you sitting at the windows open? (laughs) Why would you sit next to an open window? You know, there's a lion coming, Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but it, it definitely, uh, had good lion special effects um storyline meh but the but the it wasn't a real lion then so it was all CGI probably nowadays i just with assume, the tiger king yeah you can't i just yeah. assume it's it's a fake lion but uh-huh. it looked real and it was pretty uh, pretty crazy it makes me not want to go on a safari <laughs> <laughs> Just like Jaws, you never go back in the ocean. I used to be scared. After I saw Jaws, I was scared to go in the swimming pool in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I thought a shark might come out of the tap. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This is scandalous. Queen Elizabeth's former private chef has written a tell-all book. Oh, no. And it has been revealed that every day since she was a toddler, the queen has eaten a jam sandwich. <gasps> this will bring down the monarchy. <laughs> yeah, Darren McGrady is Queen Elizabeth's former private chef, says that she has eaten a jam sandwich every day since she was a little girl. The jam is made uh, from strawberries. <laughs> Picked on the castle grounds in Scotland. Oh, wow. And uh, she has served the jam sandwiches in tiny pennies. They cut the, mm-hmm. they cut the, the sandwich up into little tiny penny-shaped servings. See, if it was tiny square-shaped servings, that would make sense, because you just take a knife and do it. What would you do? Take an apple core? Like, how do you turn something into, like, circles? Well, that's how you become the private chef. <laughs> I picture, like, a Play-Doh. queen of England. A Play-Doh spaghetti maker. You put a sandwich in there, and it comes out in little circles or something. Right, or, like, an apple core. You know, you just press down on it. Oh, man. I, like I, a cookie cutter. 
right? I've just never heard that ever. That's that's a that's a brand new one for the sure. The sandwiches are made from bread, little butter, and a spread of jam, and they're cut into circles the size of an old British penny. I don't know if the old British penny is bigger than the pennies that we're used to. Hmm. But yeah, it's a tiny little bite-sized sandy. I get it, though. When you're wearing those white gloves all the time, the strawberry jam's going to stain them. Got to be careful. Yeah. So I bet you a, a servant probably puts them into her mouth as well. Maybe moves her <laughs> jaw up and down to chew. <laughs> uh, but they use like a stick to do it because they're not allowed to touch the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right, here comes the chewing stick. stick. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, isn't it? This jam is lovely. <laughs> According to her former personal chef, the Queen of England eats a jam sandwich every day and has since she was a toddler. So we're asking you guys, what is the food you have eaten most in your lifetime? Who's this? This is Andrew. How's it going? Andrew, what is the food you have eaten most in your life, would you say? Sausage Egg McMuffin for the past five years. I've never missed a day. Never once? Jim, you were going to say that, weren't you? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I used to work with a guy who had a uh, Tim Hortons breakfast sandwich every day at work, and I figured somebody would call and say that. Yeah, it's all about routine, I guess, uh-huh. huh? Man, if I miss a sausage egg McMuffin, there's no point in even me going to work that day. <laughs> <laughs> you need a sassy mug that tells everybody that. <laughs> you're, uh, you're the supersize me guy. That's it, that's it. But I only weigh 150 pounds, buddy. Good for you. Hmm. Calories in, calories out. <laughs> well, thank you. you now, guys how much money do you think you'd eh? save if you made one every day at, at home and then and took it to work with you? I wouldn't because I'd have to use electricity. I'd have to waste my time making it, and I would never make it as good as McDonald's. <laughs> do you order a hash brown with it, or you just go Sandy? Just a sausage egg McMuffin, and I always slam a can of Pepsi with it. In the morning? <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're 150 pounds? <laughs> and he's Don't 97 years old. <laughs> Take that, Queen of England. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, Andrew. Getting some text messages here. What are people yeah. saying? Person Food. after my own heart here. Peanut butter in many different ways. Yeah, it's a versatile condiment. Toasted bagel and cream cheese every day. I'm assuming from uh, Timmy's. Uh, Timmy's yeah. yeah, pierogies. Uh, I've eaten a lot of shreddies. <laughs> it's a rare day I don't have cereal for breakfast, as long as I can remember. Uh, macaroni meat. What's that? Do it's you like know? it's like the bologna that has macaroni embedded oh, in it. I've never had that stuff. Used to freak me out. Just the look of it scared me as a kid. For some reason, I've never actually had that. Uh, toasted tomato sandwich as well. Peanut butter jam on toast, says Chad. Maybe related to the queen. Mm-hmm. Do a DNA check. <laughs> Could be in line for the throne if you like the jam on toast. Now that Harry's out, they're looking for someone. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Taz and Jim, we've been running a contest, a chance for you to go see the red carpet premiere in New York City of the new movie, The Retaliators. When man's law fails, God's law prevails. Detective Sawyer, I'm sorry about your loss, Pastor. I'm acquainted with this sort of hurt. Jeez. I've got the guy, John. How'd you like one minute? One minute alone. My only rule is you can't kill him. What's gonna happen? (laughs) (laughs) 
Don't let the devil tempt you, John Bishop. It looks intense, man, and this is going to be a ton of fun for one of our listeners. Yeah, it's time to give away the grand prize. Here we go. Hello? Hello, we're looking for David Silverberg. You found him. David. Yes. You like the horror movies? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. What What if you were in New York City? That would be pretty cool. Walking the red carpet for the premiere of The Retaliators. Are you kidding me? We are not kidding. It's Taz and Jim calling. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you're going to New York, baby. Woo! Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Have you seen the trailer for this movie? Oh, it looks pretty freaky. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it looks pretty Pretty cool. Yeah. You might be too scared to go. You might want to send a friend instead. Yeah, you can send us actually, in your place if you're too scared. I feel a scared. scared right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be so much fun, man. David, you're going wow. uh, to New York. We got flight, obviously, for you and a guest. Three-night hotel stay. Uh, two tickets to the red carpet screening of the Retaliators and $1,000 spending cash. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> Have you ever gone to a movie premiere like this before? No, never. Been to New York? I've been to New York one time. I was there for 24 hours. Oh, cool. Well, you're going to be able to see a little bit of the city, uh, see some celebrities. Tommy Lee from Motley Crue is in this movie. Hopefully you don't see too much of them. (laughs) (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) But he could be in the theater watching this with you. Uh, Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach on the soundtrack in the film as well. It's a a real rock and roll, uh, gore-fest, revenge movie experience that you're going to have in New York City with the Retaliators. That's amazing. Thank you so much. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Tim Hortons is now serving pizza. Hmm. Huh. Okay. They keep trying to update this menu and hoping something sticks. Throwing uh, pizza at the wall now. And I'm looking at a picture here. It actually looks pretty decent, Jim. It's it's like a flatbread uh, pizza. So it's not your hmm. traditional round pizza. <laughs> True, yeah, it's like long, long and rectangular. But it's definitely pizza. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would assume it's at least decent or good. Like, pizza must be the hardest food to screw up, right? Yeah. There's an old saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it before? Yeah, let's just say, hard to have a bad pizza. It's hard to have, even the worst pizza is still... Pretty good. Yeah, still a pizza. <laughs> uh, I know Ryan, one of our producers, is uh, all fired up about this. Are you excited for the pizza, or are you trepidatious, Ryan? Uh, you know, I've got some mixed emotions on this pizza, uh, because I'm a huge pizza fan, and <laughs> I often find myself in the Tim Hortons line, yeah. but this also might be my financial downfall. Uh-oh, might you're, be too you're good. You're worried you're going to eat too much of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, I can see that in my future for sure. It looks yeah. like they're they're testing it out in the GTA right now, doing like a uh, trial to see how it goes over. Hmm. Yeah. It's like like in the picture too. It's like one has pepperoni on it, and there seems to be three options at least. Probably one is a vegan option or a vegetarian option. I would assume pepperoni and chicken. Pepperoni is one of them. Chicken parmesan. Sorry. And just a cheese, which would be your vegan yeah. or your vegetarian option, I guess, if there's cheese on it. 
I don't think it's vegan. Seven ninety nine per flatbread, which seems reasonably priced. The cheese one's only six ninety nine. Hmm. <laughs> That's not bad. Vegetarians win again. Go ahead. What do you want to say? Hey, Taz. Hey, I was just going to pipe in on that pizza thing a little bit here. So every time Tim Hortons comes out with a new thing, like uh, new coffees or new stuff like that, it makes the lineup go so flippin' slow. Like, how long are these pizzas going to take? Like, if somebody ahead of me orders one, and am I going to wait an extra 10 minutes for my sandwich? Or, like, it just takes forever sometimes if somebody's ordered a bunch of the cappuccinos or those special Yeah, you, you got to think that you're not going to be ordering pizzas during the breakfast rush. They probably don't well, even sell I, them. I think it's more like the lunch rush. I'm trying to get my lunch and get in and out of there. But anyways. Yeah. Or how long until they come up with a breakfast pizza? Oh. Sausage, egg. It's too good to not happen. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.